0: Hello and welcome to the Alchemists Club. I'm Joe, your dungeon master for this adventure. Joining me, we have
1: Daniel, and I play Ched Fleek, the Bird Monk. I mean, shit, uh, the no. bird.
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, go
1: back, go, go back. No. Hang Lisa. on, now. I was thinking <laughs> <and> the, <clone laughs> of the Is that a bird. Is that a bird? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I mean, just roll with it. Who's next?
3: Kael, I play Desmond, the cleric. I'm, I'm Zach, and I play Fava,
4: the actual monk. Yeah. I'm Matt, and I play Leolin.
2: I'm Waffle, and I play Vimish Rinwin, Tempestology scholar from the Edge Town of Velden. Who wants among to, other remind
0: things. to remind <laughs> us of what occurred in our last session, oh so long ago? We caught him. Oh.
2: We learned that dwarves are not good terrorists
1: or good fire starters
2: no like they're just very yeah. bad at anarchy i mean yeah
0: the fire okay. starting doesn't make sense no so. dwarves are very good at starting fires in specific places and, and Yeah, like,
1: very dwarves. controlled dwarves. fires but they're dwarves. not good at, at chaotic fires they, i still it, can't it, believe
2: it, that one like,
1: to the chaos bit you know they're not great yeah. at chaos
2: i excel at chaos no joke and this was like c tier chaos Right. I so can't you, believe that one guy burned himself to death. Like, that's hardcore. I'll, I got to give him that. Like, they, they, they keep to their ideals.
1: Hardcore accident.
2: <laughs> no, I think he did it on purpose. I don't think so. I disagree. I, I think it's very easy to get out of a building if a fire has only just started. Like, he started that upstairs. He had a lot of time to walk downstairs and leave. I think he stayed to make a point anyways uh so the dwarves were the ones responsible for all the acts of arson uh so we went and we talked to uh grandmother uh, no. <laughs> i don't actually remember her name the duchess of uh oh, yeah, yeah like like Agaton. Aunt
1: great aunt yeah like
2: they're related or they will by, be at some soon point. to
5: soon to be aunt-in-law yeah
1: <laughs> yes
2: so uh, we bunches. went to her and we're like, hey, there's a problem. She's like, Don't worry, I'll become the head of the terrorists. I mean,
1: when you go back yeah. far enough, aren't all dwarves related? Yeah. They all stem
2: from the great Ur the same Rock. Mountain. Yeah.
0: Leaving like, dwarven origin myths aside.
2: Yeah. Berg.
0: Well, there's I want someday
2: I wanna learn the dwarven origin myth. So
5: Dustberg? There was also a very tense one-on-one between Falrock and his uncle who was in charge of the anarchists.
2: I mean, it was a one-on-one, but I was in the background throwing shit. You,
5: you were in the peanut gallery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it turns out that uh, he may have been kind of justified. Getting kind of rung dry. No, like, most
2: the they were absolutely, the like, I have nothing but appreciation for the fact that they tried i'm just disappointed <laughs> <laughs> because they could have they could have had so many more bodies to their names
5: wow that's yep That's exactly where you're going with it they yep.
2: they could have inflicted that sort of real generational t- distress <laughs> on their enemy it's
1: dabberg just for <laughs> everybody who is still wondering what? Nobody. Okay, cool. Just <laughs> what? I want to make sure.
0: The, I was. I knew what you, were, what you were getting at, Daniel. I was there for that process.
1: What? <laughs> you were watching my computer as I went to uh, dict.cc. and uh, the I was wondering how long
0: it would site. take you, and I didn't want to interrupt <laughs> the other conversation to tell you it was damn well, I was what?
1: Like, I googled it, and I thought it would be in the top search, and then it wasn't, so I just went to the classic.
0: Hello, friends. Editor Joe here. If you haven't listened to the brief message I posted separately to this episode, I recommend you do so, as it will explain sort of the beginning of this particular episode. If you don't want to do that, it probably isn't too long, so I recommend it. Uh, but if you don't, the gist of it is that the first 45 minutes or so of this recording session were hit by that strange audio drop issue that we've been having throughout the uh, the life of the alchemist club and so rather than forcing you guys to listen to intermittent chunks of disconnected contextless dialogue i have instead opted to just delete those 45 minutes of audio and replace them with a relatively brief summary uh, as narrated by me editor joe so i am deeply sorry for this sort of mess and the overall low production value of our podcast these are things that i address in that sort of micro episode note above Uh, so do please give that a listen if you are at all interested in hearing some of the rationale for that Uh, that said i will go ahead and uh, sort of get started on the summary here and then uh, we will drop you back into the action with the actual you know people who work on this podcast who are the players uh, sort of mid-battle. Yeah. So the sort of first thing that happened was that the party, well, Terjux specifically, in a beautiful moment of character acting Waffle, made it appear that Terjux had not yet realized that taking the underway to the mountain home would mean spending three weeks underground without access to the wind or sky. And so legitimately the first 15 minutes were relatively intact and the entire that entire 15 minute chunk is just the party members arguing about whether or not to take the underway even though they had already done so in the previous episode with terra voicing a lot of concerns and uh ched joining him in some of these concerns as ched is a bird and birds like to fly ultimately they did decide to take the underway uh, whereupon i provided them with a brief description of the underway which uh, ameliorated some of TerraJux's fears a little bit as it was not the claustrophobic space he had initially envisioned. So the Underway is a broad underground system of roads. Um, each of these roads occupies a tunnel that's roughly like a little more than 150 feet across. throughout itself occupying the majority of that space. The vaulted ceilings are fairly tall, like sort of large tunnel things rather than being cramped and dwarf-sized. They are generally near settlements carved with intricate uh, runes and depictions of dwarves doing things, you know, just sort of general dwarven art sort of stuff. Uh, Pillars are interspersed sporadically throughout the Underway wherever necessitated by cavern stability, so there isn't really any risk of anything falling apart. The underway is lit by enchanted lanterns that hang from the ceiling roughly every 500 feet. So it's kind of dim, like twilight sort of lighting situation, but it is not dark or impossible to see. Uh, Way stations exist along the path every 25 miles. These sort of resemble kind of small inns. They have a few beds for travelers that wish to stay the night. They have food supplies. Some of them have surface connections. And they're sort of interspersed roughly a day's travel apart from each other so that nobody has to go days and days without having somewhere to rest or resupply. And this is, this is mostly common on major thoroughfares in the underway, those that are sort of on the direct artery to the mountain home, which this particular road is. Travel by other people along the underway tends to be sporadic and almost entirely dwarves. There was a lengthy conversation about pack animals. Um, It was revealed that the dwarves tend to use giant moles to transport carts, uh, sort of in the same capacity as horses. Chid was very excited about this, and he did pick up the ability to wild shape into a giant mole by seeing them as they traverse the Underway. Let's see what else happened here. An important uh, instance of note was that Desmond purchased an entire keg and filled it with Pickles and pickle juice at one of the way stations. This will be a relevant factoid later when we get to the combat uh, that I mentioned earlier. There were some inquiries about side tunnels and other passageways through the underway. Those do exist. They are fairly common. Um, Some of the side passages aren't particularly well-traveled. They're uh, usually remnants of seams of valuable metals or minerals or gems that sort of were found as the dwarves were excavating. They were mined out and then they were left because there wasn't any particular reason to fill them back in. Uh, After a day's travel or so, they came across a section of the underway that had been damaged during the hatching. The underway does predate the hatching. This particular bridge um, or particular damaged section was bridged by a sort of interesting dwarven suspension bridge that's suspended from the ceiling of the caverns so the damage actually intersected the underway proper leaving this chunk of the continent exposed to the void above the anchor and the party traveled across the bridge over it um, Terrajux spent some time you know sort of communing with the void here people were very uncomfortable with how close he was standing to the edge because he's Terrajux and that's sort of what he does a day or so after that the party arrived at a way station where dwarves were warning people to either take precautions as they progressed or stay here until a situation uh, further down the underway in between this way station and the next had been resolved. Um, The party of course decided that they needed to help with this situation, resolving it getting traffic flowing again. And it was explained to them that a repair crew was fixing up some of the pillars and recharging lanterns along the, the passageway here and uh, accidentally broke into some sort of forgotten room, uh, some sort of buried chamber that was very old and totally unknown to the dwarves. And when they broke into it, tiny creatures made of different elements came swarming out and began pestering, harassing, and injuring the work crew. So they have stepped a distance away. The, these tiny creatures, which the uh, dwarf said resembled imps, did not really take any pains to pursue the work crew any further down the underway. They were sort of content to swarm around the, the hole that had been broken into the side of this room. But they were pestering anybody who sort of came across them or tried to pass or go into the room. So the dwarves sent for help from the mountain home or the nearest settlement. Wasn't, they wouldn't have asked the mountain home because they're miles and miles away from the mountain home. Uh, the nearest settlement, and so they were waiting for somebody more qualified to come deal with it, since construction dwarves are not particularly well-equipped to handle uh, a mephit infestation, which is what the creatures turned out to be. So the party, of course, volunteers to help resolve the situation. They carry on till they find the location. The worker dwarves are kind of seated off to the side playing cards, while these uh, little elemental imp creatures are kind of swarming around a hole into a room. The worker crew says that the imps sort of all came out of the room at once, rather than in a steady stream, and that they are composed of sort of different elements. So the methods came in six flavors. There were dust, ice, magma, mud, smoke, and steam methods. So The party engaged them in combat. There is a fair bit of hemming and hawing about what to do, because there is always a fair bit of hemming and hawing about what to do. And after a discussion, they indeed decided to sort of take on the methods and begin the task of slaying them and finding some way to stop them from harassing travelers. So we will drop you back into sort of the beginning of combat or towards the beginning of combat. It's been going on for a couple of rounds, but nothing of great significance has happened. If there are any inconsistencies or anything, I'm, again, I'm deeply sorry. Um... The reasons why this sort of whole situation is kind of difficult to deal with are outlined again in that previous little micro episode that i've mentioned before so please check that out Uh, again my apologies for having to listen to me talk for what like 10 11 minutes hopefully this wasn't too hard to listen to and hopefully this does not discourage you from listening to uh, future alchemist club episodes so this has been editor joe signing off uh, please do enjoy the rest of this episode. Seven. I'll just play that. That seems reasonable.
2: Nice. Okay.
0: Do 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 do
2: do. Very nice.
0: Yes, that was that was a good show. So, uh, you draw an arrow, knock it. You land your arrow dead center on the uh, the dust method, and then, um. It explodes into a thousand uh, thorns that pierce the others and they're real sad. <laughs> Just like super sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're not happy about <laughs> getting shot. Crazy. Who thought? I know. Um, the, the gibbering intensifies as they, as they are wounded. Is there anything else you'd like to do?
4: Uh... I apologize, and I step back a little bit. (laughs) Okay. The
0: steam method manages to break free of the winds restraining it, and uh, flies forward, and also takes a deep breath before exhaling a cloud of scalding steam. So I need everybody except Leyland to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh
1: Uh-oh.
5: 18. 11. Oh, wait, sorry. Total of 20. I forgot I'm
0: trained in those. <laughs> I'm good at that thing.
1: Oh, my God. Um,
0: Desmond. What am I doing? Dexterity saving throw. Okay. Sorry. You're being steamed. Uh, 17. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ched, you take eight points of damage. Hot. Ooh. Fire damage. Everybody else will take four.
1: Four. Ouchie. Mate. Fire.
0: Fire. It's the heat from the steam. Steam. It's, it's a steam
5: burn. Hot
1: water.
5: Yeah, they count that as fire damage because of
0: the heat.
1: Well, that don't make no sense. Mean, can't start, don't. You can't start a fire with steam.
0: No, but you can burn somebody pretty badly. I'm down to 12. Uh-huh. Uh, Desmond, you've just been steam-pressed by a steam method. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is the magma one still up? Oh, yeah. They are all still alive. The magma one is about 10 feet away from you.
3: Okay, so I'd like to take some of the brine juice and <laughs> freeze it and turn it into a ray of frost and attack with that.
5: Pickle them. Yep.
3: Splendid.
1: Pickle hoe. Uh,
3: that is a
0: nine. <laughs> That's not going to get very far. No. So... <laughs> Your aim's a little off from the steam burns and a ray of delicious pickle juice. <laughs> <grows only. laughs> pickle popsicle. Yeah. That's not better. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Just
4: uh...
0: Lance's past the magma method.
4: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Falrock.
0: Unless there's anything else you'd like to do, Desmond. <laughs> no. Could eat a
3: pickle. (laughs) Eat a pickle as a free That's
0: a bonus action.
5: (laughs) (laughs) He's got one of those. Okay, Fall Rock. Uh, So I'm going to run up to uh, the mud method, since that's Mm -hmm. the closest one. Yep. And I'm going to throw a couple punches at it. Splendid. Uh, So the first one is a 21, second is a 13. Both of those will hit. Awesome. Uh, so that's uh, eight damage and six
0: damage. Your fists come away coated in sticky mud. The method is furious with you.:
2: Good. as he should be. Correct. Okay,
0: uh, is that all you're doing? Uh, yeah, that's uh, both action, bonus action and move, so. Okay. The ice method flies up and over the lot of you to land just behind Leolin, where it exhales a, uh, a cloud of freezing air. So I need all of you to make dexterity saving throws. Oh, dear. Ooh. 20.
4: 21. 12. Seven.
3: 17 again. Chad?
1: 15.
0: Cool. Ice cold. What's cooler uh, you,
2: than you, being cool?
0: You taking three cold damage. Uh, that's all of you. All of you take three cold damage.
4: Okay.
0: I got a natural twenty. You did that Congratulations. Okay. All right. I didn't know. So no. Uh, unfortunately, there isn't really like super awesome things that happen for saving throws. Gotcha. Uh, okay. The dust method tries to land square in the middle of the party and uh, will claw at. Um, let's say let's say claws at Desmond. Okay. What's your armor class? My armor class is 12. Okay, that will hit. You take three points of slashing damage as it strikes you with its claws. That's not very nice. Nope. The smoke method manages to break free of the wind and continue flying directly at pterajucks, where it then belches up a lot of smoke. And I need you to make a dexterity saving throw.
1: I'm full of them
2: today. That's a 19.
0: Okay, you resist the effects of the smoke, Chad. Okay. It's your turn. Kind of dice and they rock.
1: Okay, well first I'm gonna wave. I'm gonna wave my hand and summon a uh, spirit of the bear. Everybody gets temporary hit points equal to five plus my druid level, which right now is three. So everybody gets eight temporary hit points.
2: You just doubled my health. <laughs>
1: And you all have advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws while you're in the in the aura. It's a sixty it's sixty foot diameter, so I don't think you're ever gonna
0: No that covers everybody
1: outside it. And even if you are, I can I can move it at will every every round. Um so the ice the ice one is behind us, right?
0: The ice one is behind you. The dust one is kind of next to you.
1: Among us, yeah.
0: And the other four are
1: ahead. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to walk towards the four ahead of us and cast Thunder Wave as a second level spell.
0: Oof. Tell me what to do.
1: Uh, You make a constitution saving throw. The DC is 14.
0: Cool. Then what happens?
1: Uh, 3d8 thunder damage. So 7 plus 4 is 11 plus 4 is 15.
0: Okay. Uh, A lot of things happen at once.
1: Uh, They are also, the ones that fail are pushed 10 feet back. Creatures who succeed aren't pushed back and they take half. Uh
0: Uh-huh. So two of them are pushed back. The uh, steam and the smoke methods are pushed back. And you see uh, that they fall to the ground and as they do, their bodies kind of ripple and then burst. Cool. Into gouts of steam and smoke, respectively, uh, which are immediately dispersed by the high winds. Aha! <laughs> the mud or the magma method was at the far edge of the of the cube anyway, and it just kind of pops there as well without moving. The mud method, however, dies where it stands or flies. Oh no! And also bursts. And I need Falrock and Terajucks to make. Guess what? Dexterity saving. Twelve. Seventeen. Okay, you're both coated in mud, but no other adverse effects. Well, it ain't
4: the first time.
0: And as these kind of small explosions happen, you hear from on the other side of the hole uh, kind of... Oh. Mechanical noise? Oh. Like a series of gears shifting? No. Followed by more gibbering. Yep. Oh dear. Hmm. And it's Terrajux's turn.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> yeah, so it is. Alright, so um so I get a sense of the battlefield. Right now, all the <clears throat> methods that were currently in front of us are dead. Uh, there is uh, there is an ice one behind us and a smoke or a
0: dust, a dust one, one in dust one the Both of them are behind you.
2: Behind me, but...
0: um, The dust one is in the center of the party. The ice one is behind the party. For
2: the purposes of setting off AoE spells, they are intermingled. Yes. Okay. And I'm, like, this mud doesn't blind me or anything, does it? No. It's just gross? Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm going to take about... 20 feet of steps away from that clanking hole and um, then I will I'm going to move probably 15 feet away from the hole would it be possible because um, 30 feet okay would it be possible using Mage Hand to uh, since this um, I assume this windstorm is centered around the die at the center Mm -hmm. still like it doesn't move Yes. Be possible for me to use mage hand to like flick or carry that die over to the hole where it would disrupt their entrance into this area using mage hand.
0: When you pick it up, the wind will subside until it's rolled again.
2: Oh, but I can I can roll it multiple times per day. Yes. Oh, that's excellent. No. Okay. In that case, yeah. Instead of uh, instead of moving away from the hole, I am actually going to. Uh, just shake off the worst of this mud, pocket the die, and I will turn, and uh, how close is the dust method to me? Like, can I move up to it? Yeah, it's like
0: five to seven feet
2: behind. I, uh, I rub my hands together, and then I pull them apart, and there's like a cool lightning arcing back and forth between them, and I will use Shocking Grasp on it. Hopefully, I'll have flanked it with Desmond, so I get <coughs> advantage. Sure. Is going to be 19 to hit. That hits, and uh, <laughs> I deal one lightning damage, but it can no longer take reactions. So I move—I move away from it, fifteen feet away from the hole. Okay.
0: <laughs> and I say, Desmond, get clear. I just covered. As you say that, another method made of mud comes hurtling out of the hole in the wall. Don't like that. Uh, Leyland, it's your turn.
4: Okay, so can I light a torch as a action? Yes. Okay, so I light a torch. Very good. And torch in one hand, uh, draw one of my uh, short swords, and take a swing. Can I take a swing with both of them at the ice? So if you're using an action to light a torch, then you cannot use an action to attack. Gotcha. Okay, well then I just, I turn and face the, uh, the ice imp and wave my torch at it.
0: It does not like that. It is very displeased. And I guess that's where i will stop. Okay. Uh Desmond. All right. The
3: the magma imp is still my target.
0: The magma imp is dead. Magma's dead.
3: There's a mud one in right? There's a
0: mud one that's like just exited the hole. There's a dust one immediately adjacent to you and then there's an ice imp behind.
2: And the dust one can't opportunity oh. attack you right now, so you might want to get clear.
3: The the hole. It's a big hole, right? Yep. Uh, where is Terrorjux?
2: Terrorjux just, just moved fifteen um, feet away
3: from the hole. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna move fifteen feet back and give Terrorjux my giant keg of brine <laughs> <at the door laughs> and tell her to throw it at the hole, and I'll freeze it closed because I can't freeze it and throw it at the same time.
2: Interesting. Okay. Hmm.
3: Sounds like a plan. So I'll give him give that, and then I'm gonna hit the I'm gonna hit the dust one with a frost bolt, ray okay. of frost. Please do.
0: That's much better. That's twenty four. Okay, you hand off your pickle ju- uh, pickle keg pickle juice keg. Pull a little bit off the top and lance it at this dust method. Roll damage. Shoot. That would be five cold damage. All right. You spear the dust method, and it explodes in a cloud of dust. Boink. But nobody is close enough for that to matter, so. Okay, I'm good. Uh, Uh,
5: I'm going to go after the mud method that's just coming out of the hole then, and hopefully get a better look. So
0: when I move over there, can I see inside the hole? Yeah, so the hole's about 20 feet away. The mud method is just outside of the hole. Mm Mm-hmm. Inside the hole, you can see kind of a large... So there's a square room inside uh, of carved stone. There's a staircase on one wall, and in the center of the room is a large apparatus made of several interlocking spheres that are kind of rotating and twisting around each other. Uh, Surrounding this apparatus are six small circles uh, kind of etched onto the floor. Okay, You see that four of them now are kind of like the runes along the outside are slowly lighting up in sequence and you see that one of them is nearly done there are three others that are kind of loading as well gotcha
2: and presumably one
0: has just finished presumably you have no way of telling that from are there any are there any like levers and stuff like that on it Uh, There are a variety of levers on the central apparatus. Um, There are also, you can see, uh, there are four gems kind of tucked into the spheres that are each glowing with uh, different colored light, red, blue, green, and yellow, as you might expect.
5: Okay. Is it possible for me to run? I have 35 feet of movement. Is it possible for me to run in there and get to the apparatus?
0: Yes. Okay. Okay. It's wow. like there's like three feet of space around the the central circles and mechanism. And then mm-hmm. it's like the, the mechanism in the center takes up about ten feet square, but it's not full, like it's not a solid block, obviously. Okay. <clears throat> so yes, you can get to the to the edge of this in one move.
5: Um I will do that then, even provoking attack of opportunity from the method.
0: He misses. Okay. Uh, he is so concerned with flying away that he doesn't like he he reaches a claw out perfunctorily, but there's no effort.
2: <laughs> uh, whatever, I didn't want to attack you. Anyway. I didn't want yeah. to hit
0: you, anyways, Baka.
5: Um, okay, so now being at this apparatus, can I reach any of those gems and remove them?
3: Are there uh, any obvious
5: instructions, labels? So- You'll have to... No,
4: of course not. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I gotta ask, man. (laughs) It's like a red emergency off switch. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a shutdown (laughs) button? (laughs) So
0: you have have a couple options here. You can attempt to discern the function of some of these levers and switches with either an Arcana check or an Investigation check. Uh, If you wish to remove one of the gems you'll have to make a dexterity like acrobatics sort of thing because all of these spheres are constantly in motion.
5: Right, okay. Well, I'm trained in one of those things, and
1: that's acrobatics.
5: So, I'm going to leap at the red one. Splendid. Make the roll. That is a natural 20.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, you guys from the outside, you see Falrock run at the hole, and just as he's about to step foot, he like Lifts up off the ground and you lose track of him, which is unfortunate because he does this really sick, like mid-air twist to dodge two moving spheres and effortlessly plucks the red gem <coughs> out from the center of this device.
2: All I um, saw was him starting to fly, and like my hero worship <laughs> just keeps going. <laughs> I'm just like, Fall Rock literally does not stop from getting any cooler.
0: Uh, so you grab it. The spheres start to slow down a little bit, and you see one of the summoning circles shuts off, and another one, like the loading bar on it, slows down considerably. Cool. Excellent. Um, I need to
5: double-check what I can do as a bonus action. I don't think I can do that again.
0: No. Um, so there's no one in the plus? room, right? There's no one in the room.
2: So this thing was just like hanging out behind a wall.
0: Well, remember, there's stairs, so...
2: Did we hear oh. anything when he removed the Oh, I missed gem? that. I didn't hear that there were stairs.
0: There oh, are yeah. stairs. And no, you did not hear anything when he removed the gem. None of you are really close enough to, to make out okay. what's going on inside.
5: Uh, yeah, I can't really do anything else there with my bonus action, so... Uh, you can make, like, an
2: Arcana check, or, like, a Perception, or...
5: Something. Now, like I said, uh, <laughs> you give me the option to Arcana, Investigate, or Acrobat, trained in one of those.
2: yeah. I just meant, like, maybe look for... Even, like, has anyone been here recently? How old is this? Anything like that? I guess I could check the stonework
5: to... Yeah!
2: Dwarf sense.
5: Yeah, stone cunning. Do it. Dwarf sense. (laughs) That is... You have advantage on this roll. Oh, okay. Because that was only a 7 plus things. That's a 14 plus things. Is it? I get plus double my proficiency on checks about stonework. Mm-hmm. Or oh, no, it's history checks about stonework. So that's just a 14. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> oh. I'm doing history.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, but that does, just like a cursory inspection tells you that this is dwarven carved stone. Okay. It's also at least eight centuries old. Okay. Huh. So like,
5: just around the hatching or mm-hmm. close to. A little before that. Oh. Wow. Okay. Weird. Right. Well, that's my
2: turn. Useful. That's a good turn. It's a hell <laughs> of a, a turn. turn. They're good turns, Bron.
0: We take those turns.
2: Uh, the ice and
0: everything. Yeah. It, you had a little bit of everything in there. Some role playing. Uh, Dungeons and dragons. Mental. Mm. Mental fortitude. Physical fortitude. Prowess of all sorts. He dodged an attack. You flew. He did not fly. And we learned learned (laughs) some history. The ice method is going to attempt to claw Leolin because Leolin is close. I can take it. What's your armor class? 16. Wow. Uh, That just barely hits. Wow. 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 Wow.
3: Oh, wow. Oh,
2: wow. Would you look at that?
4: You take I actually have it written multiple places too, because I'm <laughs> <laughs> to make sure I had it right. So You take
0: three slashing damage and two cold damage.
4: Okay.
0: That's okay. Yes. Then it is Ched's turn.
1: Hmm, so I have another little uh mud boy in front of me.
0: There is a mud boy about twenty feet ahead of you. Okay. And an ice boy about Five to seven behind you.
1: Five to seven. I thought yes. I walked up from the party.
0: Oh, in that case, you have a Mud Boy fifteen feet ahead of you. Ice Boy ten to thirteen feet behind you.
1: Okie doke. Um, how does Moonbeam work underground? Does that? Does that? We'll work? say
0: it does because <laughs> it would be unfortunate if I took away one of your best spells because you're underground.
5: Just,
0: <laughs> just. The, the, moon the moon was, was inside you, you all along. All along.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, high five on that one. That was great. Perfectly to... synced. Right.
1: So I, I got a little bit of Malfurion action going on. Okay. Um, I'm going to... I'm not going to use it. I don't think it's necessary here, but... okay, I am what going to do? produce a flame in my left hand. Hmm. Because Chet is left-handed. And... Throw it at the mud method.
0: You got to slow down with these character reveals, man.
1: <laughs> he was also a pitcher on his uh, uh, school baseball team.
0: On um, the Eric Cochran like softball league.
1: What hmm, basically. baseball? Yeah. yeah. Me? Oh, I- I'll tell you all about it, TJ. <laughs> it's a fun game we birdmen play. Is it kind of like Juxball?
0: I'm sure it's I don't exactly like Juxball. Know
1: what Juxball is? So can't can't really tell you.
0: There there'll be a great opportunity for cultural exchange later.
1: <laughs> uh sixteen plus prof, then with that, that hits. Okay, it's like a twenty. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Okie okay, dokie. okie dokie. Where did my D8 go? Sorry, I put it away. There it is. Six.
0: Okay, you hurled this orb of fire at uh, the mud method. It strikes. Um, a portion of the mud method bakes solid and drops off before shattering. Now
2: it's a ceramic elemental. <laughs>
0: what have you done? <laughs> no. And it turns its attention to you.
1: Uh, and I fly around it so I can see where uh, Fallrock went.
0: Okay, you see Fallrock. You, so you see the apparatus that Fallrock saw. On the other side of the apparatus is Falrock clutching a red gem in his hand. And he's got like one, he's like listening to the stone and feeling it with his other hand.
1: Oh, it sounds like I walked in on an intimate moment here. His beard is rippling. No, it's
0: not. It's not. Good God.
1: It's only a little, it's it's a little uh, lit, you know?
0: His yeah. beard is smoldering gently, but ah, you're not sure normal. if that's from the stonework or from the gem he's holding.
1: So I'm gonna use the rest of my movement, fly around the mud mud method and into the room. Splendid. Uh, how, how close can I get to the
0: You could get right up to the edge of the apparatus if you want.
1: Oh, so can I try and pluck a a gem out?
0: So uh you've already you've already attacked on. this turn, so okay. I'm gonna say no.
1: Am I still in the? How, how far did I fly? How far did I move?
0: About twenty, twenty-five feet.
1: Okay, so I'm still within the the totem's range. Okay. Yes. All right. The
0: totem probably extends full into the the chamber.
2: Oh, okay. It's like sixty foot radius, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna move it just with us a little bit because I summoned the totem I'm like right in the middle of the fray, so just in case.
0: Right. Okay, Terra Jux. It's your turn.
1: Alright, so
2: there is... Is the Ice Mephit still alive? Yes. There's the Ice method, Mud Mephit is out here as well. Correct. I There's, just saw Fall Rock... Uh, no, what? Dust One died from... Yeah. Uh, Desmond.
0: Uh, Desmond speared it with pickle juice. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha.
2: So, so I'm holding this keg of pickles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I had been intending to throw this thing up and cast Gust of Wind and like... Ballista it into the uh, (laughs) gap, but I just saw two of my teammates go in there and I don't want to reenact some sort of cask of amontillado, you know, like, (laughs) oh my god. (laughs) Wonderful. Um, I I worked for a while on that one. So yeah, I don't want to seal them in there. Uh, So I, I set the keg down on the ground. I pat it once and then. How far away am I from this device that I can see Fall Rock sort of playing with at the edge of my... You can't. Awareness?
0: You move oh. 15 feet away from the door, so you're, like, 35 feet out. Ah.
2: So if I if I moved my full 30 feet, could I get to a point where I, could like, peek around the corner?
0: Yes, but you would also be immediately adjacent to the mud method.
2: Ah, I'll be okay. Um, okay, i i will move to there and i'll peek and i go what's what's all what's going on why is everyone flying into the hole we're gonna throw pickles at it
0: you see the things that they saw well, i, I go, guess oh. you, you see what Chet saw but also ched is there like looking things. looking at uh farak like did i'm like i can leave
2: <laughs> I, and i go farak get up off the ground there's no time I'm- um i and um, I, would like, for seconds. I would like to use Mage Hand. Uh, what color of gems are there in this machine?
0: Blue, green, and yellow.
2: I will take the blue gem with Mage Hand because it's the prettiest. Okay. Which one's loading?
0: Uh, you have no what way of discerning part? what, what don't the... No, don't, know, like you don't care. You have to sit and inspect the, the ring.
1: I'm just getting That's the one we we that know, matches man. my eyes. A bar okay. on the floor, a percentage <laughs> uh, displayed over the, the gem's... No, uh, a boss health meter.
0: Um, I will need you to make a make a charisma check to see how well you can, if you can control your mage hand finely enough to keep, right, you, keep yeah. getting shredded by these spheres. Um,
2: can I add proficiency or anything to this? Yes. Or, um, whatever,
0: like, like whatever you would normally do for a, a spell attack.
2: Oh, okay, like I, yeah, do a casting roll.
0: Uh, Fifteen. Okay, uh, it's a it's a near thing. Your mage hand loses a couple of fingers above the knuckle, <laughs> but it does manage to collect the blue gem and pull it out of this apparatus. And the spheres slow even further. You see two of the sphere of the rings uh, turn off. It's
2: just it's just this draft that's really really persistent.
0: <laughs> the mage hand. Yeah, yeah. It's a windy thing. Okay, it's a window. back way. my pickles now, too. I put them next to you. You <laughs> put them down next to you. Okay, good. I'm,
2: I made sure they were safe. Okay, the mud method punches you. <laughs> I turn around and go, do you see that? <laughs> ah!
0: <laughs> yes, that's pretty much exactly what happens. I assume your armor class is less than 17. Oh, yeah. Neat. You will take six bludgeoning damage.
2: I would, but then a spiritual bear looms up in front and goes, Hey, don't do that.
0: (laughs) Don't think so. No, no, no. (laughs) Only you can prevent bludgeoning damage. (laughs) Uh, Leland, you're beset upon by an ice method.
4: Yeah, after I get, like, smacked by a... this thing with its ice damage, I kind of look around and notice that most of my friends have Everyone's disappeared.
0: Gone. Yeah. Desmond's there water bending
4: a pickle up to his mouth.
2: Cradling yep. his cask.
4: Yep. I'm
2: sorry, I was gonna
4: throw you! So, uh, I guess I'm left to deal with this ice guy. Um, yep. so can I swing both my sword and my torch at it now? Sure. Okay. Would that be two rolls or just
0: one? Uh, you'll—it's two separate rolls. I don't—I think you don't add anything for the torch because uh, it's an improvised weapon. Right. Sure.
2: Do you? Mm. You still
0: add like your? You strength. would still add your strength.
2: Yeah. Just no proficiency.
4: Correct. Gotcha. So you it's a tavern ni- brawler. So as a nineteen for the sword plus two one-hand weapon, so twenty-one. That hits. Okay.
0: And two. Did you add your strength to that? Yeah, my strength's zero. So. Or, is it, so. it's a short sword, right? Those are versatile. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can use dex. So you'd that add, for your, sure. you would add your dex. Okay, well, then six. That sounds better. Okay, uh, now the torch.
4: Do I roll? So I roll for that to hit, and then I roll. And then you,
0: you'll roll. Again. Yes, but All it'll right. be just a d4 for the damage. Okay. So it's a 10 that hits actually
4: hey how about that
0: they're not very flighty these methods
4: and then that's a two
0: okay uh, so you spear it with your sword and then you just kind of like hold the torch up to it for a bit until its entire body starts vibrating and then it explodes into a thousand ice shards and I need you to make a dexterity saving
4: throw (laughs) aww oh shit is that a one it is a one Oh, no. (laughs) Okay.
0: Uh, You take 10 points of damage. Ow. Are you still alive? I am still alive, actually. Okay. Uh, You are, like, blown five feet back and land on your back. Ouch. Your torch goes out.
4: (laughs) But I got it. (laughs) I did it. And no one even sees this happen.
0: Yeah. No, no one well- <laughs> even the slightest bit of attention. Uh, inside the room, uh, the three of you see that one of the circles is uh, very near uh, completion. Desmond, it is your turn.
3: Hmm. I think I'm just going to throw the pickle juice in it and freeze it. His <laughs> plan remains unchanged? Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Go ahead and make a strength... A strength attack to see how far you can lob your pickle cask. Ooh.
2: Alright. Wait, attack. Do that five times fast. Or like a strength
0: check. Attack. Man. Uh, that is an eleven. Okay, you huck the pickle cask and it lands about five feet away from uh Tarajux and the Mud Method.
2: No. And I, I perk up and I go, just what I needed. Thanks, Desmond. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realize it's not like a magic sword or something that he's thrown me. It's just a
0: jar of pickle. <laughs> yeah. it's, and it's I go, a, you just put this down six seconds ago. Go,
2: Desmond, we're not doing that plan anymore. What? Wait, why? <laughs> I'm not your pickle trebuchet. Uh,
0: okay. What would you like to do? We'll say that that was. That was. Uh, that can be a move action if you wish. All
3: right. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> What else do I have? No. I think I'm just going to move and pick up my, my thing. You're going to move forward and very pick
0: far. Up? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what <laughs> I'm going to And you put, uh, you pull out a little notebook and you write 18 feet, new record.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I see this happen where, uh, like, I'm fighting a mud method. I, <laughs> Peg of pickles legs next <laughs> to me. And then Desmond just walks up and reclaims it. Yeah. And I question mark ping Dead him. ass. <laughs> question mark ping him. Yeah. You know? I give him two question mark pings.
3: <laughs> not even going to make eye contact with that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not even mad. I'm just confused. Right?
0: Harak, <laughs> <laughs> it is your turn. <laughs> okay. Uh, so two
5: gems left, yeah? Two gems left. Cool. Uh, I'm going to get green and yellow, right? Correct. If I take a second, do they cross close enough where I could look and grab both? They are on opposite sides of the apparatus. Okay. All right. Never mind then. I'm just going to go acrobatics check for the yellow one then. Okay.
0: Roll it. Uh, that is a 13. You manage to do some fancy footwork, um, bounce up. You know, use the sphere for lift as it swings past you, and you manage to grab the gem. The entire apparatus is now moving very slowly, and another circle winks out. So there's one that's still moving at the speed it was before, and one that is now at like half speed.
5: Okay. Actually, I'm fine. I'm just gonna. Look to Ched and
0: be like, last one, get the last one. And indeed, Ched, it is your turn.
1: Ched nods uh, determinedly. Uh, he pockets, w- what gem did I pick up before? An emerald?
0: Uh, I don't think you had one.
1: Oh, I didn't. Yeah, oh, no. You, you That's hadn't right. Good-
0: Falrock got uh, the red and, was it the yellow one you just grabbed? Yeah, the yellow one. Uh, and eyes, has, Herjus the Herjus the has the blue
1: one. Ched's eyes narrow with determination, and he flies towards the final gem.
0: You don't even really need to roll for this one because it's moving so slowly. You just fly up to the top of the apparatus and pick it up as it moves past you.
1: Just casually grab it. It does
2: like a a somersault any barrel
0: rolls. And
2: And
1: then I dive bomb it.
2: It's very cool.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: (laughs) The entire machine jutters to a halt. The last two circles of runes blink out. And then uh, you see that the source of lights in this room, which were like little sconces on the walls that were just emitting light, blink out for a couple seconds. The entire room is plunged into darkness. And then you hear clanking from up the stairs, and the lights come back on. Mm.
1: There's still a method. Literally. There
0: is still a mud method at the entryway. And
1: I produce flame, and that's it. Okay. I can't throw it. I've already. I've already picked yes, up a you've job. done
0: an action. Uh, Terajax. Mud method.
2: Shocking Grasp. Uh, can I maneuver such that <laughs> even though Desmond is currently staring soulfully into a cask of pickles, I can use him for flanking? I think, I think that qualifies to brand sentences. count?
0: Uh, that's a crit. Splendid.
5: And now we just have a picture of Pikachu trying to hit Onyx or whatever.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was actually sort of hoping this wasn't going to do a ton of damage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, uh, mud methods are not resistant to electricity. Really? That is. Uh,
2: that surprising. is six damage.
0: Uh, yeah, so you grab the mud method and you give it 10,000 volts and it explodes. So I need you and Desmond to make <laughs> dexterity saving throws.
2: Uh, that's a three. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Ooh,
0: that is a 13. All right, Desmond. Manages to turn away, shielding his pickle <laughs> cask from the <laughs> mud. <laughs> <laughs> Not Jux, you take the full brunt of it, and you like ah! topple over backwards into the room, and the mud solidifies on top of you, and you're just, like, pressed to the floor.
2: Oh, no. I have no mouth, but I
0: must <laughs> scream. <laughs> this would be a reasonable place to stop, because after this, it's ancient divide, rune exploration mode combat uh thank you for joining us for this episode of the alchemist club that was a little on the short side hopefully we'll make up for it next week uh i've been joe you're dungeon master for this adventure our, Pope, our podcast can be located <laughs>
3: on the internet our, <laughs> internet. our, our podcast. podcast. our podcast. Oh, on, yeah. <laughs> um, on the interwebs search for us on itunes google play uh, Stitcher, and um, on Podbean as well. Zachary, hit him
0: with the socials. Uh, we're on Twitter, at Alchemist underscore Club. Joining me in the Discord board? Uh,
1: Ched Fleek. and Daniel. And I play, you know, that one guy that I just said, Ched Fleek, uh, the, the <laughs> druid uh, bird.
5: Kale, playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Falrock, the acrobat extraordinaire.
4: I'm Matt, and I play Leolin.
2: I'm Fanj Radind and I play the famous pneumologist. The what? Yeah.
5: Yep. (laughs) Cut it there. We're good. You heard it. Thanks for joining
3: us. (laughs)